0: Let us pray. Lord, you came here from heaven. You took on the body of a man and you sacrificed yourself for the sins of all. Lord, I thank you so much that you've done this work. Lord, because without it, we would never have a chance of even knowing You were being with you. Lord, I ask that uh, you would speak in this message tonight. Lord, that uh, many would hear it. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Amen. In the world today, there's a lot of myth and mysticism that revolves around Christmas. The image of Santa Claus, his elves, and eight flying reindeer make their presence known long before the day approaches. As people convince their young children that Santa is coming. And what does Santa do? He's a cosmic gift giver. He supposedly magically brings toys and gifts to children all over the world, and parents feed this selfish desire of their children. This is so ingrained in our society that even those who call themselves Christians propagate this lie into the holiday season. We also see a massive economic view that revolves around this holiday. After all, money makes the world go round, doesn't it? In our modern society, there is a focus on a spending frenzy where mass amounts of money and debt... Is spent for the perfect gift. And this starts about a month before, if not earlier. And you can't get away from it. Everywhere you turn, there's a sale, there's a line to see Santa at the local shopping centers. You even say daily reports on the news, an analysis on the economic situation of our country, and the spending and traveling for the season. The tragedy is that the true reason for this celebration we have, which is the birth of Christ, gets kicked to the backseat position if it's acknowledged at all. Most of us have grown up with the story of Christ and his birth 2,000 years ago, and people see the cute baby in the manger and think of farm animals and three wise men who brought gifts to this little baby. And we can look at that account in the gospel records, in our scriptures. However, it is seldom that anyone asks, Who is this child? What is his significance? And seldom do people care to know. I want to give a little bit of an answer to that this evening. So let me look in our Bibles... To Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Have this way of thinking in yourselves, which also in Christ Jesus, who although existing in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a slave, by being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and bestowed him on the name which is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. First and foremost, we are shown that Jesus is God. No, I will be speaking of Christ in the present tense because he is alive. He is well this day. We look at verse 6. It says he existing in the form of God, Jesus in his entire being, is God. He created all of creation. He is all knowing. He is everything that God is. We see this in John one, one through five. Says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overtake it. Jesus is the eternal God. He was before creation. He created creation. He is infinite. He has no beginning He has no end. Jesus even proclaimed in John 8.58, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. I am. I am, to the Hebrews, to the Jews, is the name of God. He was proclaiming his deity to the Pharisees that were there. He told Moses to tell the Hebrews in Egypt, I am sent him. The Jews knew this well. And when Jesus proclaimed that he is I am before Abraham existed to them, the next verse says that they picked up stones to throw at him. You see, either he was telling the truth or he was blaspheming. And the penalty For blasphemy was to be stoned to death. There's no doubt that he was proclaiming himself as God. The next point I want to make is contained in the second part of verse 6 here, and goes through verse 8. said, He did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a slave, by being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus, being God, came to earth and humbled himself. He did not give it up his deity as God, but instead he became a man in bodily form. He was 100% man and 100% God, all at the same time. Matthew 1.23 Speaks of this, says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. He was God with us here on earth. It's amazing. He came to be with us on earth. That was direct prophecy from Isaiah 7.14. He came to be with us on earth. He came as a man. Many say the God-man. John 1.14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Remember back in John 1.1, just a little bit ago here, it said, In the beginning was the Word, And the word was God. Now the word has become flesh. And the flesh of God dwelt among us on this earth. He lived among us in a bodily form of a man, us lowly humans. He took on this low task, this low container that ought to freak you out. There's no other gods that have done anything like that. There's no other gods that would even have been considered to stoop to the level, even though they're false gods, they're not real gods. But man would never have put God to that level. This humbling goes unthinkably further. God did not only become a lowly man, But he was also obedient to the worst death imaginable. Death by crucifixion. It was said the one who was crucified dies a thousand deaths. Why would he do this? Why would he do this? It is for the redemption of man. Sinless, holy, perfect God had to redeem man from his sin and death that Adam placed on the world. And it is Jesus who gave himself both as God and yet a man to represent mankind to remove death and sin for those who believe in him. He was born to a human woman, but his father is God. He is the son of God. And John 3.16 proclaims this, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. God, in great love, wonderful love, came to earth. He lowered Himself to the container of a mere man for us, for us, mankind. Because we could not redeem ourselves. God loves us so much that he took on the worst death imaginable. And he was killed by men who hated him. But he was raised from the dead the third day to redeem man. This is unthinkable. For a God to do this. But what we are to see next is truly awesome. We look at our text again in Philippians verses 9 through 11. Therefore, God so highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, through stooping to the lowly level of becoming a man, taking on the clothing of flesh, and becoming obedient to dying a horrible death on the cross, redeemed mankind, and now he is elevated to Lord. Lord above everything. His name is the highest name. The name above all names. He is worthy of all, and he will be acknowledged by all as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Revelation nineteen sixteen, and he has on his garment and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we see that in Revelation five five through fourteen, and one of the elders said to me, Stop crying. Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome, so as to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures in the midst of the elders a lamb standing as if slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. And he came and he took the scroll out of the right hand of him, who sits on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and their 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each one having a harp and golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals because you were slain and purchased for God with your blood, people from every tribe and tongue and people and nation and you made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God and they will reign upon the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was myriads of myriads and the thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every created thing which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them, I heard saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb, be the blessing and the honor and the glory and the might forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. This is that baby whose birth we celebrate. He is God, the God that came and humbled himself, born of a woman as a man, the God that gave himself with love to redeem man from sin and death that was brought forth from Adam, the same God that is now elevated to his rightful place in heaven as King of kings and Lord of lords, and everyone will confess that he is Lord, whether you wish to or not. It says, Every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Those who are in heaven proclaim him as Lord with great joy, Those of us who are saved on the earth proclaim it also. And those who are in hell make this same proclamation. No matter who you are, you will proclaim him as Lord. Whether you do it in joy as those in heaven and the saved on the earth, or as those in hell who have no other choice but to acknowledge his lordship. Brothers and sisters, who are hearing me tonight, this baby came and sacrificed himself with the all-encompassing love of God. If you have not believed in Christ as a Savior who takes away all the sin, there's still time. You can still believe and you can still make that life-changing confession here on earth this day as long as you draw breath because this baby made it possible to be reconciled to God from your sin. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for this day, Lord. God, I thank you for this evening. I thank you that we are here to celebrate you as Lord of Lords, King of Kings. Lord, you made the ultimate sacrifice. Lord, I hope that someone who will be hearing this, Lord, that they will turn from their sin. They will turn to you and proclaim that you are Christ. You are the Messiah. You are the almighty living God, and they will be saved. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your great and wonderful sacrifice. Amen.